The story of architecture, it's, it's filled with famous men and their buildings. But might that be explained in part uh, by the gender of the people writing that history, setting that, that canon to words? Where in that are, are the women's voices, perhaps? And if women were writing more of the story of architecture, what, what might they find? How might that story change? A relatively new open source website is looking to explore that idea. It's called womenwritingarchitecture.org. Two of its editors, co-founders, are Helen Thomas and Emily Apisay, and they join us now. Emily, Helen, welcome. Hi. Hello. Helen, I wanted to outline the problem to me that you're attempting to solve as you see it. I mean, I think you did a really great introduction. You know, the history of architecture is written by men, so women don't appear in it. I think, you know, also where women weren't writing really um, apart from uh, fiction for really until the 20th century. So that's partly the problem. And so we need to search not just in writing about architecture, but writing about other issues to find uh, writing about architecture. And that's something that we're really interested in, um, kind of stretching the boundaries of what we define as architecture and even what we define as writing. I think that's an interesting thought. And Emily, perhaps if you could take up on this, because it's two things about having women write about architecture. Yes, we may explore more of what women are doing within that field, but also we would have a feminine perspective on the practice itself, regardless of of the gender of the the practitioner. Both of those things are interesting. Exactly. So the project takes the form of a website with a list of uh, citations uh, that have been recommended uh, to us. And this grows from uh, friends, friends of friends, or people we meet, or people that reach us. And it's always what we collect and what has value for us is what people say about the books themselves. So the project is less collecting the books, but it's more collecting these annotations and the perspective, these multi-voices about the books in the field of architecture. It's, it can be a tool used in universities or uh, for professors establishing or like um, working on their reader, preparing a course. It can be, it's it's really um, a niche, so social network somehow. You you have to dive into also find stories and, and there are really specific stories about um, the book. So a, a lot of different perspectives on it, but the perspectives on the feminine perspective on the, on, on the books, um, it's, it's about celebrating books that have been written by women. Um, but we also, uh, encourage men to contribute to the website or to this uh, collection. And Helen, it, it, it was important to make this uh, an open source facility to, to give it that sort of democratized aspect. Um, absolutely. Um, I mean, and, and I think Emily just said, you know, uh, democratised us and we would like people from everywhere to um, take part. So uh, we've actually just put a little note up to say, yeah, men are also invited to make suggestions. In fact, we, you know, we really want to hear what, which women, um, to, to hear men uh, making positive comments and uh, finding women's writing uh, in, um, inspiring. And uh, yeah, and some of it, some have taken us up. Um, and but also, you know, we really want to um, engage different communities uh, in thinking about uh, women's women writing, women's presence in architecture um, uh, across the world. 
so you know hence um our, our contact with metropolis bookshop in melbourne um i i, I don't mm. know if you've seen them on the site um they did they have a fantastic list called sisters in architecture uh, which we were very happy to uh, to put up um so i mean bookshops is one way that i mean emily mentioned uh, being a tool and one of the ways one of the ways we're using it as a tool is to kind of contact uh, architecture bookshops across the world slowly <laughs> and so that we can start to engage with different countries and get a sense of what architectural history is in different countries so you know in a way it's a mechanism that allows us not just to look at um, architectural history as created by women and women's writing but also the idea of architectural history is it exists in different places um, and that was also really um, interesting and important to us. Are you surprised by what you're discovering? It's sometimes surprising, yes, when you um, uh, when you go to an um, architecture bookshop uh, led by by women, and you ask them to do a simple collection of of, of uh, books written by women. It it takes uh, it's not easy, and uh, and sometimes you are surprised how uh, difficult uh, it is, or or that people didn't even think of doing it and and there it's like this mechanism of change like maybe next time they would think uh, differently and they would mm. be a bit more proactive into um and trying to 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 give a bit more parity in their collection or in the books they are proposing that's that's an important aspect emily that, that this is something which may not have occurred occurred to people who have exactly yeah. have access to that resource but the the thought of assembling it in this way and it's really important because it's uh, reaching a, a readership and it's uh, um, then it's also changing what we read so and mm. what we buy to that to that idea helen of, of, of what what is has been surprising or has been an unexpected outcome in 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 the things that you have found and the collections that have been unearthed um, yeah, surprising. Um, I'm just thinking, I mean, more than surprising, really, um, you know, enriching for us um, uh, as we have conversations with people. I mean, you know, a, a conversation like this is is so fantastic to be reaching out across the world to you. Um, and we, I had another conversation with a group in China um, organized by Zhuang Zong Books, um, which was really amazing. It was such a fantastic opportunity to talk with the uh, Chinese women professors um, about the history of architecture. And, you know, um, I, I guess it was surprising, but what I really learned that there, you know, that there are layers of uh, history and presentation about um, history um, that are presented to the world and, you know, by, by all countries, by all of us. But, you know, you know, we have, I don't know, we have all sorts of mm. preconceptions about China and the incredible nuance and depth uh, of, of what these women were saying was so fantastic. And, you know, something which I really treasure on this site is that um, we have a book um, written by, uh, I can't, sorry, I, I can't remember her name, but it's, a, it's a, a, a written by the first professor of architecture who was a woman in China. And one of the professors was her student, and the other professor was a student of the first, of the second professor. So there's this fabulous genealogy of uh, of, of women academics, uh, architectural historians, which was you know that was surprising, but and but really rewarding. I mean, em Emily, that's an interesting thing that Helen says that that this is an unearthing of of, of a body of material that exists. 
it, it's it's not as if that this uh, there was a a complete absence of of women's commentary on on this profession of architecture, but simply that there there are there are two things here, are there not? The 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 people who are writing on architecture, and the way in which that writing is then. Uh, displayed to the world. Th- th- those two things are, have been, it would seem, at odds. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the collection we have on the on the website is not only, like, books only uh, purely about the architecture. Um, we are, um, there are books that have been important um, for people working in the field of architecture, uh, which means uh, we have um, fictions, novels, uh, we have um, children's books. Uh, we have so a wide range of um, of books that have been written by women and that are important for the for women uh, and men working in the field. But it's um, so there. It's not mm, missing, but um, but still, it's not easy to to find. Um, and the now. Um, about the architecture um, uh, writings uh, on architecture, this is maybe something we are going to look at um, even more in the next months with with Helen to to look even a bit closer at the theory. Well, perhaps Helen, if I could ask you this: I mean, one of the, one of the most important uses, I guess, of this material must be in education in in broadening broadening the vocabulary that can be offered to students within films fields like architecture and 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 design i mean that that's an important use of this material absolutely i mean that was really where 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 we started you know um we started with the idea of making a resource for um really teachers who were putting together reading lists so that when they were looking for a text to uh, read with their students they would find um, they would find text by women, and the idea of the annotation, which um, I think Emily's mentioned earlier, which is where we ask somebody to um, recommend a text and then tell us why that text is important to this, what uh, to them, um, why that text is important to them, and um, really we um, we take the idea from Sarah Ahmed's um, idea of the companion text. So in a sense, a text that's important to you that may have traveled with you from when you were a student or a young person that's been inspirational. Um, but having said that, uh, Despina Stratigakos, um, a very important uh, uh, writer on architectural, architectural matters, um, she chose a book which she absolutely hated. So that was interesting. <laughs> it could be a book. It could be a book that's influential because you hate it. Um, so, it, yeah, as I think Emily said before, these annotations, as they add up, give value to the individual text. So um, this issue of value, for example, Dolores Hayden's The Domestic Revolution has got many, has many annotations. So people who've said this text is important to them and also features in many collections. And we talked about the collections with the bookshop collections. So that, in a sense, is our most valuable text and really is probably the text that is often used in um, academic courses. Um, and I have to just mention another, uh, an academic who was incredibly helpful to us at the beginning when we were being an academic resource, uh, which was Mary McLeod. And she um, put us in touch with lots of women professors and teachers around the world who contributed to the site. Um, 
So, yeah, so we started as an academic resource, but actually we're really trying to move into all sorts of um, directions and ways of thinking about architecture and the way it's produced. If I can add on that, um, because academic, the academic field, there is the, the theory on um, people that are really used to write and then um, and teaching more in the design studio. So it's about project making. And there also, it's really surprising how students always come uh, with the same um, references, the same men architects. And it's a lot of, um, there is this tendency in architecture, the way we also speak about architecture, uh, which goes through a lot of uh, name droppings of uh, superstar architects or references. I mean, what we call references, actually. And um, there it's interesting how we can use the website as a tool to also uh, show them that, um, you know, this annotation, most of the time they are really biographical and it's really uh, people write in the first person. And this is not so easy, um, especially for students uh, to to tell them that they actually it's important to it's important to us to really understand what they like and what they think about something. And that's another way, um, it's another good example to show to students to discover um, new perspectives on, on books, but also to, um, to encourage them to give us their own opinion and their own positions on, on what they look at. And that, that, that idea, Helen, of, of annotation, I mean, it, it, gives, it gives the student, the reader, the the interested person, a, a helping hand to what's significant. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, a guide. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a guide. It's um, an introduction or yeah, it, it describes an aspect of personal, but it's also very, very personal. So, you know, in a way it's the opposite of, of what history was, which was, you know, supposedly objective and factual uh, and is now something you know quite personal and uh, about uh, what it means to somebody so yeah and it gives a sense of what what the um, what the text is about and what it is and I, I guess I mean that there, there is a, a great job to be done and particularly within the the teaching of of architecture and this is true in so many other professions where there are many women studying the discipline but but so few women in, in, in senior roles in, in teaching it. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm older than Emily and when I was at school, I didn't have any uh, female teachers. So, you know, the idea of mentorship or something that you can be like is, you know, an incredibly um, important thing and it, which is uh, often overlooked, I think less now, but yeah, having um, women's voices that you can then, uh, that are influential and inspirational um, I think is very, very uh, positive thing for young women studying architecture now. And that, Emily, is a, is a great thing about a site like this, that even if that, that, that female inspiration can't be found in, in the flesh within your teaching environment, here it is presented on this site. You would be surprised how sensitive our uh, students, they're really observing, even in a discussion, in a setting of a studio, they they really see what's the dynamic, who is speaking, and, and they're really, um, they're absorbing everything. So this this role model that Helen was uh, describing, they, they still, everyone's needed, or it feels a lot of uh, students still um, have this need of uh, following examples or, yeah, and the website is definitely a, a good example 
I mean, Helen, the, the, the reach of the site is, is quite international and, and, and dipping into all sorts of structures. Um, so, yeah, we've, um, I mean, in, in Australia, we've been in contact with uh, Parler, um, a really important uh, group promoting uh, the, the power of women in Australian architecture. And they've contributed to a fabulous series um, for of collections around their reading group, the parlor reading group. Um, uh, so, you know, we really feel that there's, there are different groups around the world and we're making interconnections with them, uh, groups such as parlor. It's a wonderfully wide net. Yeah, it is. I mean, we talk about um, the, the different kinds of histories, but there are also different kinds of activism and, um, yeah, inspiration in, in different countries and different places. Well, let's hope this conversation has, has sparked uh, people's curiosity and enthusiasm and they will be firing up their phones and laptops and, and, and going to have a look. Uh, Helen and Emily, congratulations on the project and, and thanks so much for for your time in, in talking through it with us. Thank you. Thank Glad you. Done. Uh, thank you. Super interesting. <laughs> Helen Thomas and Emily Apisay, the co-editors, founders of, of the website Women Writing Architecture. It's, it's embedding annotating, presenting the voice of women across a range of, of subjects related to that discipline of architecture and, and the address, women writing architecture, or one word, dot org. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.